up until the late 70s, there was no real planned discharge programme from the hospital. And really, there on in, the discharge of residents was very much based upon being able to shoehorn people into um, facilities as and when they became available. Now, that started off as, as, as a bit of a trickle. Um, and then, mainly on the back of voluntary organisations, um, a number of voluntary organisations in Scotland, and an increasing provision um, within the community that, that increased the um, capacity for the, the hospital to downsize. It wasn't people moving into supported living, it was people moving from a very large institution to maybe a slightly smaller institution, but it was nevertheless still people moving into shared living situations. Um, it was then that the hospital um, population probably reduced quite significantly within a relatively short period of time. It was opportunistic as opposed to planned. Um, it then became planned and structured, but very much dependent upon people being able to be slotted into facilities. So we're fitting people into resources rather than designing resources around individual needs. As an organisation, increasingly we are moving away and dismantling shared living unless it's an express choice of an individual. At one time, the majority of our activity was within a shared living context. That's not the case anymore and we have a very active programme um, supported by Community Scotland of physically dismantling what were shared accommodations and reconfiguring them into individual accommodations which are truly personalised to that individual's needs. So yet again, designing the accommodation, designing the support around the individual than merely fitting somebody in to a pre-existing, predetermined situation. I think um, there's still huge amounts of work to be done in helping ordinary members of the public engage positively with people with learning disabilities and importantly being able to sustain that engagement because very often the person with a learning disability may need an awful lot of help to sustain that engagement. Um, it's all very well for an organisation that is paid to care to do the bridge building and say, right, OK, we will support you to go along to the Highland Dancing Club. But essentially, that person is getting paid to do a job. And that's a fairly unnatural dynamic. A much more natural dynamic is that the person goes along to the Highland Dancing Club, makes friends at the Highland Dancing Club, and if that person needs help to go to that Highland Dancing Club, his friends help him to go to that Highland Dancing Club. And that's a much more natural process. And I think that's the big job that we have to do as an organisation and that other like-minded organisations have to do in terms of, of developing inclusivity is building networks of people around individuals and building a network which is not dependent upon paid care. My life is not dependent on paid care. Yes, I need to pay people to do certain things to support me in my life, but I, I don't need somebody who's paid to care for me 
um, to do everything in my life. And I think to get a variety of people, to get a circle of support around an individual which, who is there because they want to be there, not because they're getting paid £9 an hour or £10 an hour, is, is a much more effective and sustainable relationship with an individual. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.